Welcome to CareerPod, brought to you by Transition Solutions. Your host for today's episode is a member of the CareerPod team, Mr. Gary Walrap. Today we are speaking with Donna Donaghy, a professional counselor in the areas of mental health, family therapy, and educational guidance. Welcome to CareerPod, Donna, and we look forward to your participation. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for calling. Okay. Uh, I thought we would jump right in and talk a little bit about, you know, your earlier uh, life and, and your education and your preparation uh, for this field. Could you explain that? Yeah, so my preparation for the field that I'm in is a little bit different from the typical preparation. So the okay. job that I do now is um, I work as a master's level um, clinician in um, family therapy. So I basically provide family therapy to families that are looking for um, kind of a comprehensive service. So I, wa- I work for Walker Therapeutic Programs and Education. Okay. And so what we provide at Walker is outreach services. I do in-home family therapy. But my training was in the field of education. So my professional training was as a professional school guidance counselor. Okay. So I have a master's in counseling, and so that prepared me to do this master's level work. Many of my colleagues, however, are um, have master's in social work. So they are master's level social workers, or they are licensed mental health um, counselors. So they either have a master's in social work or they have um, what's called an LMHC, licensed mental health counselor. Sure. Patients, right. Alice one was, uh, had an associate's degree, let's say, and they were wanting to uh, get into this field. Would that be possible? Oh, absolutely. So there are lots of jobs available for someone who has their associate's degree and is looking to maybe further their career with a bachelor's degree eventually or a master's degree eventually. And one of the best ways to do that, so if you have an associate's degree, say, in psychology or child development or education, um, one of the jobs that is it really lines up well with a future in counseling and in therapy is to be what's called a therapeutic mentor. Okay. So I work with a lot of therapeutic mentors, so either through our own agency at Walker or through organizations such as Mass Mentor. There are many, many agencies and organizations, even Big Brother. So the And the other thing is that, you know, typically we think of mentors as being just kind of, you know, slightly older teenagers or very young adults. But right. I know mentors that are in their 60s. So the age sure. shouldn't, um, you know, uh, discourage you from, you know, having an associate's degree and working as, as a mentor. It's a really good way to get your foot in the door. Sure. Now, your basic tasks and responsibilities, uh, I do know you you do mental health, you do family therapy, and you do educational areas. But if you could just go through those three areas and just give us a little bit of a summary of what you do. 
So what I'm doing right now is I do something called in-home therapy. Okay. Um, and what that involves is when a child is having problems, we often get referrals from school counselors or from other mental health providers or sometimes from DCF or from a pediatrician. Um, okay. And they'll give us a referral, and we'll reach out to the family, to the parent. And the first thing that we do is we do a comprehensive assessment. And we interview the parent, the child, and we um, provide a diagnosis. So in order to begin therapy, the child would need um, a diagnosis that we um determined from something called the DSM-5. That's kind of like the, the Bible of mental health diagnosis. Sure. So once that child has a diagnosis, we work with them and the family to, number one, create a safety plan. So a safety plan would be something like, you know, what would it look like if you were feeling unsafe? Let's say you were having thoughts of suicide. Right. What are some steps that you would take to make sure that you are safe? Okay. So maybe you just reach out to your own family members. Maybe you have a trusted friend, a trusted adult. Maybe it's a school counselor. Maybe sure. it's your therapeutic mentor or your parent or an uncle. Um, and we help the family to keep that child safe first and foremost. Maybe they need to call our crisis number our 24-7 crisis number, or maybe, you know, they need to call 911 and get to an emergency room for a psych diagnosis. Right. Sometimes kids um, end up in, in a psych hospital, and that's something that we try to really prevent. So the sure. in-home therapy program is really a hospital diversion program. Now, uh, safety is, is first, I understand, right. but when you get beyond safety, in a nutshell, what is, uh, how long is this treatment? Do you, do you go into the home? Are there milestones, yes. or how does that work? So the, our first visit, we would go into the home, of course, pre-COVID. We would do a home visit. Now we're doing Zoom visits. Sure. But we would go in. We would do an assessment. We would develop a treatment plan together with the family. Okay. And we also would reach out to what are called collaterals. So that could be anyone, again, from a school counselor, another individual therapist that you might have. Um, sure. Maybe it's your summer camp counselor. Maybe it's someone who prescribes ADHD meds for you. Sure. So we do a comprehensive assessment involving everyone that's important to, you know, your your family, your child, your life. Including um, the medical, which is very absolutely. important. Yep. So we reach out to the primary care physician, um, anyone that's doing prescribing, it might be a psychiatrist sure. or um, an RN prescriber who prescribes meds, maybe they're ADHD meds, maybe it's Adderall, or maybe you're on um, antidepressants or whatever medication you might be on or sure. we might think you might need. Um, so in the beginning phases of therapy, we're really working to engage that child Right. And so maybe we're playing games or maybe we're, you know, watching a silly video, just anything that can get that child engaged with us so that we build a rapport and sure. develop a relationship. Um, and we also engage the family in ways that are meaningful for them. Sure. Well, you know, uh, 
a question here. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you find that uh, this is a great service, uh, and some of these families are in crisis? Uh, do you find that your typical family is uh, open and positive about this interaction? Absolutely. So lots of times families come to us kind of in desperation. They feel like they've tried everything. Okay. And usually they're very, very grateful. They're very okay. grateful for someone to, first of all, come into their home to kind of, we have a saying in in um, therapy, which is you meet the client where they are. Sure. So whatever is going on for them, wherever they are, you try to meet them where they are and begin at the beginning with them, alongside with them. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, most of the time they're, they're very, very eager. They're very, very open. They want help. Yes. So the student or the child could be at the center of this, but as in a family situation, mm-hmm. the parents or siblings could have some impact. Do you also uh, sort of work with them? And if you do, is it in as much depth as with the child? It can be. So let's say, for instance, that I'm working with a child who's having some behavioral problems or they might be having some anxiety or depression. Right. And come to find out what's happening in their life is that they're trying to cope with living with a sibling who has autism, for instance. Sure. It would be in my client's best interest if we get that sibling who has autism the services that they need. All right. So maybe that sibling needs an IEP. Maybe that sibling needs their own therapy. Okay. And so absolutely, you know, if it's in within the context of whatever is happening for this child, yeah. we certainly can go in depth with any other family member. That's the beauty of the IHT, it's called, in-home family therapy. Okay. What is most satisfying and most frustrating to you in this work? Well, the... The most obvious thing that is the most satisfying is that when I really do have an impact on someone's life, and and I've had this feeling many, many times, sure. that the intervention that we gave a child really could mean the difference for that child between life and death. It's that serious sometimes. Wow. Sometimes it's an immediate feeling yeah. that you prevented a suicide. Sure. Sometimes it's more of a long-term trajectory that you look at a child that's maybe in elementary school yeah, and that's being very badly misunderstood. Sure. And through our intervention, we change the trajectory for that child. We set up an IEP for them. We set up therapy for them. We set up an individual therapist, a mentor, family therapy, and we vastly change the trajectory for that child from a child who was seen as a behavior problem to now a child who's maybe seen as someone who has some thinking skills deficits, and we put everyone on the right track to supporting that child and seeing their strengths and abilities. Sure. Well, this is complex work, and uh, not to be negative, but I would imagine there's some frustration uh, as a counselor as well. Right. So I would say that my biggest frustration really isn't with the clients or the client families themselves. Okay. I'm often able to see the strengths and weaknesses, and I'm addressing those weaknesses, and I'm helping people, and that's very satisfying. Great. Sometimes I do get frustrated with larger systems. So, for instance, let's say a school system 
is using more traditional wisdom and they're seeing behavior problems and they're taking a very punitive approach. Okay. And they're kind of leading with, with you know, school suspensions or punishments instead yeah. of leading with kind of that understanding and problem solving. Very so those well are the times when I'm, I'm most frustrated. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, this field, uh, how would you advise someone who's considering, you know, a career in, in social work, family therapy, and the type of things you do? Should they have a special um, sort of uh, mentality or a sort of leaning to, to be good in this field? Well, I would say, you know, yes, but I would also say that that isn't the most important thing. Certainly, you're, um, you're feeling that you want to help people is okay. definitely needs to lead. And I know that a lot of people say that and they feel that way. Sure. But I think that what I would say also is that more and more what I find out is that people who have um, a desire to kind of do research and try to figure out what are the causes of some of these things. Sure. So I think that someone with an analytical type of mind is, is really well suited to this kind of work. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you're exploring and researching and going into different layers of potential problems and, and history as well, I would imagine. Absolutely. That's great. The uh, last One last question, uh, Donna. Uh, has luck. Good luck or bad luck played a role in your career? Um, I would say absolutely. So I think um, one way that I was very, very lucky is that I happened to be married to someone um, who works as an electrician at Boston University. Sure. And so that provided me the opportunity to attend Boston University and and get my master's degree um, for a, a discount. And so I was able to afford that very pricey education. Sure. Um, because I just that? happened to be married to a wonderful guy. <laughs> and that <laughs> and was uh, very, very lucky for me. Yeah. So that's the situation where the opportunities was there, and sort of the lucky opportunity, and you took advantage of it. So exactly. it's a combination of, you know, your proactivity as well as the uh, the opportunity to do that. Uh, right. That, that's really great. Uh, well, Donna, you have uh, shared an insightful look at family educational and mental health counseling. Uh, anyone who is considering this field can certainly benefit greatly from your excellent advice. Well, I hope that I've gave, given you a little taste of of what this job is like and what the preparation is like, and I and sure. I hope that I've been helpful to anyone that's listening. Okay, well, I I think it was great. Uh, there's a lot Thanks, to this yeah. field, and that, people don't always understand all all the details, and uh, it's it's quite quite a field. But once again, I thank you for contributing to CareerPod. And have Thank a great much. Okay, have a great day. You too, Gary. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, Donna. Bye. Bye.